Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Zen Mama in the Attic. This is Mary, and this is an episode that I'll be doing alone. Caitlin was scheduled to do this episode this week as she put out her New Year's intention was to try some different programs and a lot of them and she reached out and did some research about what was out there and she was going to sort of take you through and report on that. But the thing is, I haven't talked to Kate for a few days. She went for but she told the kids was an interview and then she didn't come home. That was Saturday and today is Monday night. So this is not anything that is new to our lives, the life of living with someone struggling with addictions or yourself struggling. And I began to see the signs in the last week or two, just this really rushy energy, this not showing up on time and, then this sort of exhaustion and a little bit of teariness, um, catastrophizing things a bit. But more than anything, not showing up, saying you're going to be on your way and then just not arriving. I always say, like, when it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense for a reason. And we try so hard to understand and to justify an addict's behavior. But the bottom line is it's kind of crazy, right? I My heart goes out to you that are walking through it because you get under this spell of this really dysfunctional way of moving through the world. I don't know that, but I know what it's like to sit on this side of it, and it's crappy. It's really painful, and every time it happens, I sort of kick myself a little bit for letting the kids get close again and watching them be really upset and worried and Oh, hopeful in a way that I'm not even sure I can be, you know, it triggers a lot of things. And, um, you know, that day she didn't show up to meet the kids at the bus. And I talked to her 10 minutes before that, and she said she was on her way, but she just didn't come. And so I got home and went up to see how Ella, who's just about to turn nine, is. And the stuff's just becoming really hard for her. And she just sat in my lap and cried. Right. And we've cried quite a bit. Actually, the last couple of days, it's been exhausting um, because I just don't know how many times we can walk through this and still stay resilient and hopeful. And I guess for me, it's not that I'm not those things, but even doing this work with Kate on the podcast, and her being that close to me as she's really pretty much in her wounds still, as she said, she's like healed the outside of her life, but she really hasn't done the deeper dive to heal inside. And she's got a lot to her story. She really has only just scratched the surface of sharing. And you've probably noticed that not a lot of emotions attached to that um, because I don't think she quite is ready or has allowed herself to go there. But Um, that's again her story to tell and when I started this podcast I have been working with Ren she's sort of our editor and director of the podcast manager I don't know exactly what to call her title but I'm incredibly grateful for her she is the one that makes this all happen behind the scenes and coaches us along and when I first talked to Ren about the idea of this 
I said, I just don't know if Kate will show up. And she said, well, Mary, that's your life with an addict, right? You just don't know, but you continue to go on. And so just start. And so we did start and she did show up pretty consistently for quite a while. And I know that this has meant a lot to Kate to be involved and she's met a lot of people we got, we both have that are inspiring and relatable and connections. But, you know, there's only one person that can show up for Kate or for you if you're struggling with addiction and, and that's yourself, right? You have to find some way to find some worthiness within you to allow you to get to the work that you need to do. And when an addict doesn't do that and we just keep walking through it with them, um, you know, it's like um, it's like walking on the edge of um, a lake, you know, across a balance beam with water underneath. You're going to fall um, in sooner or later. And. And I've fallen in hard several times and it hurts. And this time, you know, I do know that the closer to normalcy you can get your life, um, which Kate can do. She can come back in our life and she can do the kids and she can interface with me and our, her siblings. And it, it kind of works. Like we all feel it, but we all kind of, um, stretch our limits of, acceptance because it's love um, and because of the kids and we really know how fulfilling it is to them you know they are happy when she's around until she's not around again and so we all allow things that um, we don't like in our life like smoking cigarettes and drinking Pepsi right nothing that I want going on in my house but it's her replacement for her drugs and it's a step to recovery maybe um, and so you hold space for it and you allow things like that or sketchy behavior or other things that you, you tend to just have a looser grip on because you have to give them a little space, right? So you don't just push them away. But the bottom line is the more we allow that, I think in the end just enables them to not do the work. And I think that's what happens with Kate. And so She's been far down. She's been way far down. You know, she was incarcerated um, last year at this time, just waiting to get out. <laughs> um, but, you know, that street life is also something she's addicted to. It's easier to have money running through your hands. Perhaps the mundaneness of everyday life. I don't really know. But I know that it is a world that I will never really truly know. And even some people we've interviewed have said that. And that's okay, I don't need to be part of that club, but I am gonna speak out for the families and the mothers who've been walking beside this. And it does hurt, and I'm not gonna not share the rawness of the hurt because we sacrifice a lot to try and um, to try to help hold space and for love. And what I realize, I think most recently is there's, there's, um, Kate has a brother and a sister, right? And my daughter Morgan has two kids. And I know, and I feel bad about all of this. I know she feels like her kids, to a certain extent, she doesn't say this, but has said it once to me, and it leaves a really deep, um, sadness, is that her kids have missed out on having grandparents because 
we've picked up the pieces of Kate's life to raise her children. Jesse was 16 when this whole thing began and he just has persevered and he has tolerated and he's risen above and he's also kept a safe distance you know and so that he doesn't get too swept up he's home this year on a gap year and he's watching it and I think everyone's getting to a point that they're kind of done you know they're done for right now because the kids are getting older and the things she cannot um, seem to know what's appropriate to share and not share when she gets into the struggle we have to pull back the reins and we have to protect our own hearts and our families i was talking to a mother the other day who um, one of her kids moved away because she's been working with her daughter in her addiction for years and her daughter's a year into recovery now and she's probably in her early 30s like my kate and um her daughter, her other daughter moved to Colorado. She's like, I can't, you know, this is a consuming life and I need to get away from it. And so I'm just viscerally aware right now of how much I get sucked into the energy and the life, even though I try to walk beside it and I try to um, hold space for my individuality and the idea, um, the fact that addiction's in my life. And not let it affect me. Like I have continued to work as a healthcare provider. I have continued to grow as a yoga and mindfulness teacher, a mindfulness coach. Um, I travel to Africa and do global health work. I still aspire to make difference in the world. And as I talked with Ren about how do we go forward, not knowing, you know, Kate could show up next week for <laughs> a podcast episode. Um, but I really started on this journey with this podcast and addiction had to be a part of it because it's a huge part of who I am in my life. But really the idea was that we all have struggles, right? Maybe it's that you're struggling with addiction. Maybe it's that you're like I am walking beside it, huge impact on my life and I have no control over the outcome. Um, maybe it is that you struggle with um, your diagnosis of breast cancer or another health condition. Maybe you have a relationship struggle. Maybe it's grief and loss. The bottom line is we all have struggle. That's the common denominator. It can show up in any particular costume it wants to wear, but it's part of the human experience. And my whole... Um, real passion is to show that not only can we do hard things and be with that struggle, but we can get through it. We can learn incredibly powerful things from it about our own innate intelligence, our ability to persevere, and to then take it and flip it out into the world in a way that really is beautiful and expansive and helps others, helps each other. And the power of our story to heal is powerful. I know I'm sharing today a story that there's a lot of moms out there that are going to relate to, right, with a pit in their stomach. And I love you all. And all I can say to you is take care of yourself. Because if there's one thing I've learned on this journey, it's that you can't sacrifice yourself really for anyone else. We do that as moms. Like we think we're so responsible for everyone's outcome. And perhaps having Kate in my life as a addict has taught me um, 
really hard lesson that I can't control any of it and that I better just like work on a little self-love here, work on um, compassion, work on allowing the village people to show up and, and help and um, being vulnerable and sharing the shame associated with that as a way that can allow us to move to a more shameless way of moving through the world and just want and just like realize the gifts in that. And that there is a spiritual component to this that has grown immensely for me when I felt um, so many hits of just what I've described earlier in this episode of letdown of like the unbelievable happening. Um, as I said, when Kate and I did a episode on trust and she continues to still always stretch the truth she can never really be transparent and I say to her like Kate everything I could have imagined except death has happened quite honestly all the horrible thoughts and you can generate your own of things that you might think happened to your daughter has happened to her and I'm incredibly sad about it but I can't fix it, nor did I make the choices she made to put herself in those situations. And that's why I just empower, it doesn't, I don't wanna say this in a way that makes it sound curt or like it's not deeply embedded in love because it is, right? I think love is at the center of all of it because when I think of things like um, fear and worry and resentment and rage and anger, I used to think, wow, like you gotta heal those things, but you know what? They're a byproduct of love, right? If you're going to love fully, you're going to be disappointed, right? And you're going to feel all those things. But what we need to do is build that inner light so that we can find and reach out from that loving place to forgive, right? Because then when we forgive, we set ourselves free. If I hold on to this hurt that I have with Kate, then I'm going to be stuck in this cycle of misery, I have a woman in my mind, I used to see her walk into school just about every day when my kids were little and I was dropping them off and she actually fostered children and she always had this very angry look on her face of her jaw locked and just this pissed offness looking at her and I thought this woman's doing some beautiful work but damn she looks angry and I think you know we have to be sure we know why we're doing what we're doing and we have to take care of ourselves first and find joy despite it all. I mean, you can choose not to, but I am really here to empower you to find it because we, you know, why not? Why not allow yourself to feel those things? No matter what's happened to you, you can still rise up, do the things that are important to you, have fun, forgive, and move on. And really, that is what the podcast is meant to be about, about sharing your struggle, your story. What really brought you to a turning point or a realization? Like, what was that for you? Who inspired you? You know, what did you learn? And now, what are you doing in the world? What are your values? What's important? And sometimes I'm always realizing I'm always creating content and things I think I should. I should. I'm going to use that awful word, right? Should be doing and sharing and um, and I'm doing my own work to understand what is it that I really want to be sharing, right? And this is one thing I really do want to share with all of you because I there's some beautiful people out there that I plan on having on the show to talk about their story of self-discovery. Yeah, 
Um, Michael Thompson will be talking in an upcoming episode, and it's a middle-aged man who also was struggling with feelings of not enough, and I'm excited to share that because we don't hear that a lot from men. And he um, ended up doing a thesis on who am I? Yeah, so that should be really exciting. And then bringing in some health components and just having everybody really realize these really basic things we can do to be well. Um, It doesn't have to be complicated, but I am all about coaching and inspiring you all to be the best version of yourself for yourself, because then that just shines out and it's just going to attract more of what you want. And it's also going to help other people. And so that's where we go from here. And I'm excited about that. Um, We will touch on addiction from time to time and I will have more people on. um, And certainly if Kate comes back in, there'll be episodes that she'll interface with that more and her journey, what she's willing to share. Um, But that's her story and uh, I love her very much. And if we all want to say a little prayer for her, that'd be great. I hope she rounds a corner and we can see her soon. But not to make light of the struggle here, but I think you heard my tone in the beginning of the podcast. It's a hard struggle. And, um, you know, I don't want to sit in it every day. I want to hold space. As someone said, you can love from a distance. And I want um, to give her the opportunity to do her work, right? Get deep in the shit that you need to talk about and with yourself. Her husband or ex-husband, Jeremiah, who holds a lot of space for Kate's recovery, told me today, I said to her, Kate, you know, I'm all you got left here to help pick you up. And I said, you know what, Jeremiah? She's all she's got left, right? You got to do the work. And we'll be here cheering her on and waiting on the other side, but it's her work to do. And quite honestly, it'll drive you crazy if you if you sit too close to it for too long. And those of you that are doing that know exactly what I'm talking about. And we walk on eggshells because we're afraid. We're afraid of death. Yeah, we're afraid of losing them. And um, I don't know that we can prevent that either. We've all heard stories of people in recovery for a long time and they just use one time and, you know, it has fentanyl or something in it. There's horrific stories out there and and we can talk about them, but I honestly don't really want to, to be honest with you. I think we all know they're out there. Um, I really am interested in interviewing and talking to people that can continue to shine light on addiction in a way that helps us understand it and helps us maybe find a way to heal maybe prevent and I think part of the preventing is having inspirational people on here to help you use your gifts out in the world so that you don't reach this place of depression or dissatisfaction with life Um, so you start numbing it away how do we find the light how do we stay resilient in a sustainable way and how do we help lift each other up it's such a beautiful time to do that right now because there's so much need And so how can we begin to see that need as the biggest damn opportunity we have? Yeah. So I'm excited to continue this journey with you all. And thank you for showing up. And we'll talk to you soon.